Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. An Erios production. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill Hitler? Would I take the promotion at work with strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The big ones! Hi everyone, and welcome to The Big Ones. Each week we discuss new ethical questions ranging from historical decisions to relationship problems to brain-busting moral choices. The questions can be complicated to talk about, but they're always fun to discuss because they force you to look deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Will you like what you see? Taryn Killam. I always have. Thanks for having me back, ladies. Thanks for being well, here. Thank you so much. I'm so sad that we don't have you in person, Taryn, because as we always say on the podcast, yeah. you never show up empty handed. This is so true. I know. And and I would have like sent something, but you guys aren't even in the same place. Right. And that's just too much of a headache sure the is. week of Thanksgiving. That sure is. You can't deal with that. You know what I mean? But maybe we'll have you on again in a week. Have me on it again when once the Pfizer vaccine spreads Hell far yeah. and wide. Hell yeah. Pfizer for life. Hell to the uh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Pfizer, Pfizer, living that Pfizer life. <laughs> so, Taryn, you know the drill. Do you have any yeah. little, like, moral dilemmas you need help with? Let's get into it. Let's get right into it. I mean... I, I'm I'm worried that like we'll be retreading familiar territory. I know you guys have been recording stuff, but I wanted to. It's not. It's little and it's not, okay. and it's a subject that you're both experts on. But I wanted to discuss because it's probably the thing. I, I miss two things. I miss going to the movies the most mm-hmm. in this time, and it'll surprise neither of you to know I really miss going to Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. And that feels like this, this, there's sort of like this political, you know, debate tension right now here in the state of California as to whether Disneyland should be allowed to reopen and, and Governor Newsom not making it easy for them. No, he's not. Um, and I'm, I don't know that there's anything I'm more conflicted about in my life right now. About whether Disneyland should reopen or not. Yeah, about which side I fall on. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a hundred percent clear cut on either side. Because there was a there was a moment where Disney was going to reopen in July, like a month after Disney World, which has almost been open the entire time during quarantine, and there have been zero con- contracted cases from Disney World in the time they've been open wow. in Florida of all states. Um, but yeah, and then Downtown Disney has been open, and they just opened Buena Vista Street. Thank God. Just for the shops and the restaurants. That that hot spot. And I will say this, and I know, and I say this every time I walk down that Buena Vista <clears throat> Street with Craig, and he's, he knows it's coming, but I look around because, you know, we have an apartment in Los Feliz, and I walk down and I go, there is an actual theme park based on the streets where we live. Isn't that wild? I mean, I will stand by California Adventure. I've always loved it. Yeah, it's really something yeah, else. I, I like I like more of the and 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 I'm unusual in this, but I like more of the off the beaten path stuff, like the library where you can find out which character you are. And they used to have Ursula's Grotto or whatever, where you could re-record your voice over famous Disney clips. Like, I love that interactive stuff. And you were a big uh, Tortilla Factory guy when that was there, right? I love Tortilla Factory. Oh, <laughs> yes. my God. I'd make a beeline. I'd make a beeline. That's your fast pass. I got banned because I, I used too many ingredients. They said, you're making your tortillas too big, Taryn. You're banned. <laughs> I remember it was that guy from Whose Line Is It Anyway and then Rosie O'Donnell. They'd take you through that, that Tortilla Factory. Yeah. 
Why'd they have, why'd they have to get it rid of it? It is such a moral dilemma. It really is because you think if anyone yeah. can open up and figure out crowd control and public safety, it's Disneyland because they have been doing this for so many years. I do feel like we should, I, I don't know. But then again, it's like right now cases are flying off the handle. Do we really need everyone rushing to a theme park? Mm-hmm. I knew that you were the perfect people to ask. Uh, Amanda, just because you're, you know, you're an old soldier. Yeah, yeah, you are a soldier. What would you do if you were a soldier right now? Yeah. If you were called into battle as Cinderella, they said, get down here. What would you be into it? Or would you say well, not today? Not today, Captain. Not today, devil. Um, I'm I'm a company man. And so I think that if my the mouse had summoned me, <laughs> to um mm-hmm. to be there mm-hmm. i would i would be there because here's the thing they they've they've listed all the protocols right so if you were that character amanda they don't even let people near you like you have to stand like 20 feet away and they have to do like a selfie over the shoulder and it would only be 25 percent capacity and they wouldn't do any indoor rides, no indoor rides. Huh. And so like that brings up a whole new batch of dilemmas. Like, is that a Disneyland worth going to? I did hear this too, is that is that characters, uh, pr- princess characters were all mandated to wear um, masked character heads. So they... <laughs> but mismatch. Yes, exactly. So, so, so you, get, you get like... You'd get Belle with like a Miko raccoon head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I wanted to say, so I was a face character, which means like Princess Diana, I was with the people. Mic drop, <laughs> mic drop. For a minute, I, I was like, which princess is Princess Diana? I was like trying to think. <laughs> is that Black Cauldron? <laughs> Oh my god, deep cut. But anyway, so the face characters were down with the people you were touching everyone, but you you did wear gloves. But so I feel like it would be more the parades and stuff which maybe could continue where you're just sort of waving from a float, but I don't know. I feel like this could uh, what I'm worried is whenever Disneyland does reopen, it's going to be a different Disneyland for good. And has that no, thought crossed your Why? mind? I don't Why? know. I just feel like there's certain behaviors that from coronavirus will have just shifted permanently well but Mm. define what Mm. that is because i'm just trying to think like what what i thought you meant i thought you meant like the fact that splash mountain's getting resurfaced and stuff like that but i don't know i don't know that there'll be huge policy shifts do you i think that i do think that about like work in general i think so many people have been working from home yeah how do you justify going into an office even once everything's all right as rain yeah yeah but with disneyland i don't know just the, um, the amount of people and just how squished in with everyone you are and like yeah just having characters mm. interacting with people and hugging and touching it's like i don't know is like taking mm. pictures with strangers side by side like is that going to be something people are comfortable with now now i think once a vaccine yeah right i mean people are probably still comfortable with it. i think the reason that numbers are going up still is not because like you know, people were just like kind of not careful. I think it's because a vast majority of people in this nation just don't give a fuck and are just living their lives. Mm, mm. That's what's scary. And that's why we can't open the theme parks because Disneyland can only do so much if people aren't taking it seriously. But then you look at Florida and you go, there's been no cases there. So what do you, you know, why can't... They're taking temperatures and, and... I would say that there's probably this is very presumptuous, but I would say that there you could probably make like a, like a like a case study or something for people who would want to go to a reduced Disneyland or World just to be in the environment, just to experience it, and still have to pay all that money. Are tend to be someone who's going to treat that experience more responsibly. Yeah, that's true. Than somebody who's just like, I'm just going to show up and I'm going to do my thing because I feel I feel like the people who are like, I'm just going to do my thing are like, I'm not going to pay 150 bucks and not go on, you know, Matterhorn. Now or walk me through what this Disneyland experience would be like. Like what rides are outdoors that I would even mm-hmm. be able to go on? Yeah, I wonder what qualifies for that. Like like Big Thunder Mountain, maybe maybe Matterhorn. Um, uh, certainly a, a lot of the fantasy land, like Storybook and Dumbo and Carousel. Um, 
Autotopia, Autopia. Yeah, Carousel, Autopia, and Teacups, I think, are the three rides that might be able to be open. And do you want to go to a Disneyland where those are your three options? Right. Now, here's, but here's the thing, like, does a Small World and a Pirates kind of qualify just because of the amount of space, right? And if you know that Disneyland's going to get that HVAC stuff where it's not like a fully enclosed... I mean, I don't know, as long as you're masking up. They do, like, temperature checks. They do masking. They do, um, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I feel... Because I, I will say, like, it's not just like, oh, I want to go on fun rides. Tens of thousands of people have lost their jobs. Like, yeah. the industry in the city of Anaheim has lost billions of dollars in the last nine months. So, it, it is tricky. It's... it's um, and it's like, yeah, just trying to think of moral quandaries because I just haven't been like living life. So it's hard <laughs> these not, days. It's like it's you have moral you have so many moral dilemmas these days, but they're like life or death, so they're not yeah. super fun <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> I I do feel though. But I do. Th- oh, sorry. You go, man. Maybe show. we were gonna say the same thing. Okay. <laughs> Should we say it on the count of three? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> okay, okay. One, two, One, two three. three. I do think when if anybody they do can do it, handle finally it, open it up, we're going to be so happy. Okay. <laughs> different. Very different. But I agree. I do agree with yours. I agree with yours. Uh, I can't wait to go back to Disneyland. And I'm yeah. going to be honest with you guys. I've never been to Disney World. <gasps> oh. And so that's something I'm looking forward to. I could go right now if I wanted. So Epcot, Epcot, which is like my favorite thing out there, that's probably like mostly open because it's just like open air walkway with food and drinks (laughs) every, you know, 20 to 50 feet. So it might be a good time to go do Epcot right now. So if you're the governor, you're not opening it. You're not. I don't think so. You're not giving them a chance. Yeah. No, you can't, because he's just shutting everything down. So, except for French Laundry. Sorry, had to go there. Uh, <laughs> rah, rah. It's true, I, though. I agree. Gavin, it's practice totally what true. you preach. He's, uh, what the, you preach. And the arbitrary, the arbitrary, like, like um, what is the, the uh, oh, God, I'm forgetting words. That at 10 to 5 p.m. It, it oh, shut curfew. Down. There's yeah. a curfew. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't think of what that What is that? Um, what is going, what, it, what? It's it it just say that like businesses have to close or whatever, but like this like curfew. This I don't know. I don't it know. It seems like no one can make up their mind about what needs to happen because my friend, our friend Sarah Amanda, posted online something like the amount, like the flip flopping of like oh let's open restaurants, let's close them. The amount of money that restaurants spent rehiring, getting heat lamps, like mm-hmm. making like stuff open for outside dining just to be automatically closed down. It's like, make up your damn mind. I know, but this is unprecedented and we're getting no federal guidance or financial support. So I feel like everyone is floundering and we just have to surrender expectations and ride this wave, this big COVID wave. Whoa. Wow. Whoa, that feels like a like a Disney corporate talking point we just got. <laughs> well, she said flounder in there, so I automatically exactly. I got the Easter egg. Yeah, wait. exactly. Yeah. Those are my hit, my little wait. hidden Mickey's for you guys. <laughs> Everybody, just leave work, take a sabbatical, and. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope that helped. No, it didn't. But I didn't think it would. It's. I think that's why it's such a good moral quandaries. There's no clear cut, right? It's not 100% either way. You can't open up Disneyland right now. You just can't. Don't tell me what to do. This is America. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I think what it is time for is our ask. Taryn, you know what to do. Can you ask people to rate and review us and to join our Patreon? No, I'm not going to ask them, Maria. I'm going to tell them. That if they don't already subscribe, if they haven't already rated, and if you're not giving money to the Patreon for the quality entertainment that these two funny, intelligent, empathetic human beings are putting out in the world right now as the world is crumbling around us, then, then, then you don't even deserve to be talked to. I'm not even talking to you. If you're that person, if you haven't done any of those things, literally shut it off right now. Literally go away because you're an embarrassment. 
You're an embarrassment to yourself. You're an embarrassment to your family. And if you ever want to have the slightest, slightest chance of making your father proud of you, you will go right now to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe, and you will donate $5 to Patreon. Hashtag Open Disney. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. And you guys, he's serious about it. Yeah. So please do, because on Patreon, you get two extra episodes a month. What are we... I I gotta open a window. It's too hot in here. It's not even a deal. It's it's highway robbery. Yeah. And you're getting robbed. Not the listener. Amanda Maria. Yeah, we are being robbed. You're being robbed. This is, I'll get, I'll get more sincere. I'll get more sincere and I'll say, this is truly one of like three podcasts I listen to consistently. I think it's so funny and entertaining and great. Um, And support, support good work, support good people. Thank you. Thanks, Terry. That was a nice shift in tone. It just, you have a lot of levels. I wanted to show my range. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, you're going to. Well, it's safe to say this moral dilemma might be out of this world. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Okay, so Taryn, this moral dilemma was chosen specifically for you. It has been (gasps) tailored. It's uh, within your wheelhouse, let's say. Um... So I were, and you're going to, frankly, you're just going to have to explain it to us because I think we got a lot wrong, even in how we're, (laughs) we're explaining it. Okay. Love being a guest and doing most of the work. (laughs) Here we go. You are a sexy Jedi named Luke, who in the past has successfully defeated urges that would undoubtedly turn you to the dark side. Now you're a little bit older but still sexy, and you learn that your sister and her sexy husband, and she's sexy too, have had a baby that will in the future turn into a murderous dark force. This is your teenage nephew, Kylo Ren. Do you kill your sexy nephew to save the galaxy? Is that right, Taryn? Because... um. I wrote that up, and I didn't quite... There's more sexy than I remember, but... um, (laughs) Well, no, I don't think so. Yeah, it's basically right. You guys are doing kind of... It's interesting, the trilogy you've taken is the the more recent trilogy of Force Awakens, um, Revenge of the Sith, and and then the last one. The Um, Last Jedi, which I think I saw, but then when Amanda was explaining it to me, I don't think I did. I don't remember Luke coming face to face with a baby. It wasn't a baby. It's a teen. It's a teenager, right, Taryn? It's a it's it's young Adam Driver, and you they sort of rosh him on it, where like you see Kylo Ren's version, where like Luke is evil and red eyed, and he's going to try to kill him, and then you finally hear Luke's side, where he's sort of like, I was conflicted, and in a moment of weakness, I I hovered over him, and I was questioning whether I should take his life. And he woke up and he saw me holding my lightsaber and then he got the wrong idea or whatever. He um, hovered over him? He was hovering over him? Like while he was sleeping, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't, ha- haven't your uncles ever done that to you? Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. That's a weird way to like just like creep up on someone though. It's like, not. It's not hover. great. Don't hover from a distance, right? Social, social hover. <laughs> Six you feet can away. Cover in the doorway, for God's sake. But isn't the point being that maybe this action actually turned Kylo Ren or whatever to become what he becomes? So it was almost like a self fulfilling yeah. prophecy. Yeah, 100%. So this is all about like an uncle kind of being unsavory towards his nephew, is what it yeah. comes down to. It's, it's, it's uncle trauma. 
Yeah. But, but I just have to say, this is also interesting. And people were upset because, you know, in the original trilogy, Luke decides not to kill his father. And so people, there was an outcry saying, this mm. isn't Luke. This isn't who he is. But they forget mm-hmm. he had been, they, he'd been living on that. Oh, no, this is not, this is before he started living on that island and drinking milk from the tit of that monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. From the sea cow, sea cow tit. It's uh, it's more ambiguous because he's like he, he was he's considering it and he never would have done it, but he was sort of caught with his hand in the cookie jar. It, you know, it's clumsy and it doesn't. Um, I I mean, the answer is no. You don't try to kill anybody, and that isn't the way of the Jedi. And you don't even consider killing people. It's about communication. It's about communicating and talking. And Star Wars, I guess, if you want to like, sort of like reduce it down to its essence is all about missed connections and miscommunication, right? It all starts with this broken message from princess Leia and like, what is she really trying to say? What is her point? What is her intention? And, and, you know, and, and Darth Vader conveying a message to Luke at the end of empire. Like you don't have all the information. What do you mean? I'm your dad. I didn't kill your dad. I am him. So that, that is like sort of a recurring theme. Um, but I do think that the moral lesson is always like violence and death is bad. Okay, fair. And it is interesting that you're saying all of Star Wars is just based on people not communicating with one another, which is mm. an interesting thing you wouldn't think of. But mm. let me ask you this, because I can't for the life of me remember seeing this movie, but I think I did. But okay, mm. so he... he and I know, and maybe this is a little bit of fan fiction that maybe I'd get into writing, but I'd like to know kind of how Luke was present in Kylo Ren's upbringing. And let's mm. say he did get a whiff of, hey, this guy this guy might be a bad seed. Mm. Did he try to take him under his wing and talk to him? And also, where were Han and Leia? Were they just where off? Where are mom like, and dad, exactly. Yeah, where are mommy and daddy? Are they, you know, mommy and daddy don't have time. They're probably at the theater or something. I just totally. want to know kind of where, what happened here. Luke opens a jet, like a Jedi Academy, like a Jedi school, and he tries to train the next generation. And he senses, you know, that sort of Skywalker legacy amount of power in Kylo and has visions of destruction and misreads the signs, I guess. Um, and, but I agree that like Han and Leia, you know, they're like typical showbiz parents. They have a kid, yeah. and then they're off at openings and events, and they're you know doing a location shoot, and they're not there, <laughs> yeah, to sort of guide and and be there, and you know, and that's so. So this is like literally the story over all three of the most of the newest ones. This is it, there's little pieces of all this story in, in all three of them, um, but a big a big you know Kylo's dilemma with his mom. He he almost shoots his mom in the starship and then decides not to, but she gets blasted out into space anyway. And then she super flies back yeah. into the spaceship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the issues with his dad, he has to strike down his dad. He has to kill his dad, major Oedipus stuff. They're not, it's not full cohesion. You know what I mean? I think you're going to see on the, on the chat boards, there's not a ton of cohesion with these most recent three films, but you were, you liked them, right? From what I understand, you're a fan of this movie. I, I do. I, I all of them, all three of them, I enjoyed. But I also like m- m- lo- a long time ago detached everything that's come out that Star Wars since the original trilogies. I hold those very separate, like in a diff- their own category. And then everything that's come after is is sort of like high end fan fiction, and I can enjoy it just as like oh, a movie and a journey, and uh, that was interesting, and I liked. That idea and that take on those characters, but I don't. It's like the Fifty Shades. I don't compared to your Twilight is what you're 100%, saying. hundred percent, exactly. This is Fifty Shades, and and George Lucas is Stephanie Meyer. Okay, but let's put it in other terms here because this is the big. Mm. This is the big enchilada. Well, neither of you have weighed in. Like, do you murder your nephew? But I feel like it's a slam dunk. Like, no, you don't. I, I don't think no, it's well, that clear cut, Taryn. I don't think so. Well, um, because this reminds me of a dilemma that we've never done here before, but um, it's similar to would you, you go were back hovering in time? over Maria while she was sleeping? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. She astroplanes all the time. I am her uncle, Maria. I am your uncle. <laughs> no, 
That's not true. That's impossible. <laughs> no, but uh, it's similar to the dilemma. Would you go back in time and kill baby Hitler? Mm. Or teenage, maybe teenage Hitler. Yeah. Mm. So I don't think it's so clear cut. I mean, we know how things unravel. So so I think we're projecting a little bit. But what about doing an improv, Maria? Um, would you sure, be interested? Sure, I'd love to. And then so yeah. uh, what if Taryn is Skywalker and Maria and I are the Yodas on your shoulder? Like oh, the great. good Yoda, Yoda and the bad Yoda. Yoda. Yeah, trying to great, convince great, great. you. Okay. Great. Okay. okay, so start. And we're here in... You, he's 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 on top of Kylo Ren right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hovering. I'm hovering above, but then you guys are hovering on my shoulders. Okay, got it. Yes. Okay, great. <sighs> I just had a terrible vision. I saw, I saw Ben, and he was he had killed millions of innocent lives. I, I, I can't let this vision come to fruition. I don't know what to do. I'm so conflicted. Luke. Yoda, Luke. you don't sound like yourself. Luke. Luke. Oh, that? Oh, other Yoda. You sound, Luke. you sound closer. Luke. Kill, kill Kylo, I say. <laughs> what? Yoda, that, that's wrong. That goes against everything you've ever taught me. Kill not Kylo, I say. Now that sounds a little bit... See, now your messaging sounds more like Yoda, but your, the sound of your voice, like the actual pitch and timbre, is way off. So now I'm even more conflicted. Littler am I on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, that's a good observation. You're right. And of the world, cause Kylo, your oh. nephew, must kill. Oh, God. Well, we can't let that happen. Gosh. I've found myself in, like, world-threatening situations before, and I guess, like, when I was initially in the Death Star Trench, I did use violence to destroy a Death Star that contained, you know, thousands, if not millions, of innocent lives who were just there under sort of a government job. So I'm I'm responsible for the death of innocent lives. So I've already got blood on my hands. What's what's the blood of one more nephew if it's going to save millions more, and then I can balance out my ledger? Think of that, I had not. Oh boy, oh no. Yoda, why do you have stitches at the front of your forehead? What happened to you? I pushed him, me did. (laughs) (laughs) Evil Yoda. Evil not am I. Listen, Luke. Listen, listen, Luke. Tis, tis wrong. Wrong, wrong is it to kill any human life, mm. even mm. if mistakes have made in past. But these are mistakes in future, right? Like he's going to make the, well, bigger mistakes the Death than me. Star, you were just talking. You were just talking about the Death Star. I was okay, what has happened to your voice? What is going? <laughs> That's not Yoda. That is not. This is imposter. Oh, it's an an imposter. Little teeny Yoda with stitches, you're an imposter. That's why you don't sound like yourself. I think I believe this other Yoda. I have to strike him down. Believe I have not. to ignite my lightsaber. Yes, light it, do you? No, stitches are from stitches are from fall downstairs happened to me. Please, Luke, please. Nope. Do it, I say. <sighs> Uncle? Uncle, is that you? Oh, Ben, Ben, sorry, I, I was just no, don't shoot me. I should shoot you. I should shoot you. Wait, I was just hovering. I was just hovering. Well done, my little Kylo boy. Tis I, your uncle. We're the evil Yoda the whole time. That's right. I'm Uncle Jasper, and I'm a new character. (laughs) Jasper Skywalker. That's right. Who wants a couple pennies? Uh Uh-oh. Space pennies. My one weakness. And scene. So it's not so so clear cut. It's not so clear cut. It's, oh, I see. It was more clear to me after that. But. It so is? you're saying if you, because you have a vision as a Jedi, you can see the mm-hmm. future or whatever, I think. And mm-hmm. so you can see that there's going to be like m- people dying, people burning, like people mm. like like space dogs or whatever, like dying or whatever. 
What's space dogs? I don't know. I would, I would love any fan listening this right now to write out everything Marie is saying right now as like an opening crawl for like a Star Wars for like space dogs an annex. And... Like space dogs are like dying or like whatever, and like to and do the yellow the yellow font floating through space. The space dogs are dying. Their spaceships are burning. Um, there's like people just kind of like floating through space and people are chaos is around and you're thinking to yourself should this guy have died and you're saying no but here's my other question you're gonna kill him later anyway when he does all that stuff are you no i'm not no well you might have to or you might put someone right but you might have to put someone else in danger a girl Okay, right. okay, let's not go but you're there. De- you're destroying the patriarchy. Isn't that important? So, okay, so okay, here's another here's another level. If Luke does kill him, those people don't die, but then Luke remains the head of the patriarchy. But if he hovers and he has Ben turn on him, then the rise of Rey can come about, mm. right? And finally, we get a female hero, and we put a female in office. Yes, that's what that I'm talking brings- about. That brings real balance to the galaxy. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, yes, I That's love Ray. Yes, to let evil to let evil, um, you, you know, grow and people to die just so that a girl can become a, a, a leader of the universe or whatever she is. So you're okay with women being oppressed as long as some space dogs don't float through space? Okay, but what if the space dogs are girls? Space cats. Sorry. I think they'd be bitches then. Yeah, some space bitches are floating through space. Now what? I mean, but uh, Maria, are you saying like, let's just go because we haven't really said what we would do. Like, honestly, you think of like a nephew, your own nephew who you love. I don't have a nephew, (laughs) you bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I forgot. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. That's so She's sad. She's so insecure about her anting. She doesn't have any <laughs> nephews, Saren. Uh, I don't have a single nephew. She never gets to play it in any of the ant deer games. <laughs> so, tell, yeah. Maria, if I had a nephew, the nephewless aunt. Yeah, if you had a nephew. <laughs> Maria, the If I had a nephew and he was a teenager, Ugh. but I had this special power that no one else in my family had, and I had visions of him killing people... Okay, well, it's kind of hard for me to decide because I'm not a Jedi and I haven't blown and up the And you're Death not Star an ant. Already. You bitch. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, hold on. I want to let... Did you finish your point? Yeah, yeah, I finished. You said it's hard to decide, okay, but you good. didn't say what well, you... Something she was saying that, that, that is interesting, it brings up the, the fact that Luke, in his story, he has visions in Empire Strikes Back of his friends in trouble. And Yoda says, don't go. Don't believe you're like, those are visions that could happen. But if you go, you'll put them in more danger. But Luke does act on it. Yes, his friends go in and are in more danger. But because of Luke's actions, he ultimately saves them and ultimately defeats the Emperor. So he's got precedent of like giving in to these visions and acting upon them. To good results. Yeah. So that's interesting. That is interesting. But I do yeah. think, I do think, you know, no, no, talk to your kids, right? Isn't that the bottom line? Well, that's the thing. He needed, a Kylo Ren needed a parent and he didn't yeah. have one. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, that Luke was even friends with his parents, knowing what mm-hmm. kind of parents they were, says something about Luke. Absolutely. It's just every uncle's worst nightmare to... <laughs> To have your nephew be a bad seed. Like, that would just be so difficult. Or as a parent, to have a child who's a bad seed. It's like, what? how do you navigate this? With love, I believe. There's this article that, Amanda, you sent. And what is the article? Oh, it's from um, craigpartan.medium.com. Mm. And mm. it's The Last Jedi, a new look at the classic ethical dilemma. And this person does say this, which is interesting, which is to kill to kill Darth Vader when he had the chance would have been a 
self would have been a selfish act because he didn't need to kill him in that moment. He could have or or okay, he's saying this about Hitler. He's saying if you kill adult Hitler because you come into contact with him and you've got him on his, you know, knees or whatever and you can take him into the authorities uh, and he can be then that's a self that's a that's a selfish act if you kill them because there's no reason to. Now to kill mm-hmm. baby Hitler would be a selfless act because you you're doing that not to make yourself feel good, not to say I got this person, but to save a bunch of lives in the future. And so mm. if you think about it like that, it is an interesting thing to go, okay, I would feel shitty for the rest of my life, but who knows how many lives I would have saved. Sure. Mm. I, I've thought of two things based off of that, off of that point of view. One, the credibility of Luke's visions are a little whack. Like we don't know necessarily that Kylo is Hitler. That he like it's not it's not fully defined that millions will die. Like that's right. never clear. And Luke's visions are like all over the place because in Empire he has that vision where he's fighting Darth Vader and it's his face in the mask and like that's not really going to happen, right? You're he's not really so. There's always like some interpretive. It's they're never like it's not set in stone. And then I, I'm also realizing and remembering that to hear Luke tell it in the movie, he does say that he's having this moment of, in the hover, he's like, should I do this? And then does decide, no, I shouldn't do this. And he makes the right choice in that moment, but he makes it in his head. Mm. And when, mm-hmm. and when ben, ben wakes up and turns around and sees him, Ben's got Kylo's real name. And oh. he turns around... And he sees him, he sees his uncle there with the lightsaber in his hand, and he reacts harshly. Oh. So it does become this sort of self-fulfilling prophecy because of where he decided to Because like Yoda said, daydream. if you go, you'll make it worse. Yeah. And that's what yeah. he did. He went and hovered. And there's nothing scarier no. than an uncle hovering over your sleeping body. Yes. Ugh. I'll say. Not that you, yeah. You don't and have let- an answer. Oh, well, you're I not an uncle. Nephew, and I'll never be an uncle. You're not an uncle. And that's something an I have to deal with. And that's something yeah, I yeah. deal with every day of my life. <laughs> I <laughs> I also think that this is what... This is my final decision. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think Luke should have gone off and lived on an island for <laughs> Kylo's formative years. I think I you see... You see bad bad boy, you see the makings of a bad boy, you stay and you become daddy to that bad boy. Right. Right. This is what I think. I'm with you, Maria. I say you can't kill a minor. You should not be hovering over a minor. You should not be killing a minor. <laughs> you get involved. And then in a decade, if Ben uh now Kylo, um, or Kyle, as I accidentally called him in a text to Maria, <laughs> Kyle Ren. That was a that autocorrect. If he becomes this horrible monster, then you kill the guy mm-hmm. once he's of age. Yeah. But you don't have, you don't kill sixteen-year-old Ben. Yeah, you know, I agree with both of you, and I think what this, I think what the situation is mis- missing uh, 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 from a morality standpoint is a little, a little zhuzh, a little, a little Russell. You stand over and then you give your your nephew a little rustle and you're like, "Hey, you want to go? You want to go play space catch outside the tent?" That's so good. That's yes. so nice. Oh, do you think? Do you know, you know what, what could have happened if there would have been one game of space catch in his yeah. life? You know what I mean? Because we all a know a lot of space pitches would have been saved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's such a fine line between the the good, the light side and the dark side. Oh, I mean, yes. One can't exist with the other. You got to balance it. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. (laughs) So I feel good about that decision. And I I think that's a good lesson, especially, Mm. you know, in these times, be a, you know, no matter what, if you're an uncle, be a daddy. (laughs) Be an uncle who zhuzhes. Be an uncle who zhuzhes. Okay. Well, but don't hover. Don't hover. Um, should we oh, get no, to our no. dear big ones now that we've settled yes. the Star Wars dilemma? Woohoo! Okay, dear big ones, here is my little one that feels very big. About a month into stay-at-home orders, I matched with a great guy on Bumble. We have been speaking since and FaceTiming for hours every night without exception. We both feel a really good connection and even talk about our future together. Recently, both of our counties, we live three hours apart, have opened and we will be meeting for the first time in person this week. 
Bumble man, Bumble man feels very cautious. He really only feels comfortable meeting if we stay six feet apart outside and wear masks. Although I consider myself to also be cautious, at this point I would feel comfortable hugging him and maybe even kissing. Since no one can know when life will return to normal, am I doomed to a relationship of six foot distance and masks? What's the right thing to do here? Relevant information. We are both young and healthy, but we are also both quarantining and our fam with our families, which include parents in their late fifties and sixties. Thank you in advance for your advice. Okay, and I did. So, Amanda, you're giving a big old finger wag. You're giving a big old silent finger wag in the Zoom window. I was. At the end of that letter. I was. You can... Once you heard the ages of the parents. Yes, I did do a finger wag. So, what I have thoughts. What do you guys think? I think I think she's found a keeper. I love I love this guy sounds responsible. He sounds respectful. He's he's not saying he doesn't want to meet, right? He's engaging, but he's doing it the right way. And I think, I think, you know, don't, don't, you can't hurry love. Yeah. You just have to wait. You just have to wait. That's yeah. right. And I just think, give it time. Uh, exactly. And if you say you have a couple of like a socially distanced meeting and it goes really well. So maybe the next time you decide to pot up with him and you have a candid conversation with your parents too. So everyone can have a say. And if they're like a hundred percent, I'm not comfortable with you like, you know, potting up with anyone else, well, then that's another conversation to have. And maybe you have to wait it out or maybe you need to find another, if it gets really serious, you need to find another living situation if you want to go on like real dates. I also think like, what's wrong with some, um, some bumble sex, a little cyber sex or like, you know, getting a little frisky over the phone. Yeah. Social distanced co-masturbation in a public park. (laughs) What's wrong with that? Nothing, Taryn. Nothing at all. I think you. you, I think you don't. You know, you may know this guy online, but you don't know. You've only known him for a little bit of time. So I'm going to be extra cautious here, and I'm going to go. You don't know what he's doing the other hours of the day when he's not talking to you. Mm -hmm. He could, and I get he's being cautious with you, but you don't. You know, you don't know who he's seeing or everything. And the same with you. He doesn't know what you're doing. You know mm-hmm. who you're seeing, the precautions you're taking. You know, there's so not let that me, trust let, there yet, right? But let me ask you both this: If they get tested like uh, two days before or whatever, and they test and they meet up, and they both get negative test results back, and they do this social distance hang, and they both honor that distance, but by the end of the date, they're like, "Oh man, I think this is the one." Do you risk? Uh, the embrace do you risk the smooch at that point mm. not at the beginning but by the end it's hard does that is that make, does that make a difference it's hard because testing is not 100 percent. you could right. unless you're quarantining for 14 days like true quarantining it can't you can't mm-hmm. be sure um you know but i i do think if there's probably a way to um, get quarantined and get tested. But I really think like, why not keep it at a distance? And then if you want, if it goes further, then maybe you guys can get tested and go on a little trip together. And then you, I don't know, but it's just hard with the parents. I honestly think it's like, do the parents, are the parents in good health? Do they have underlying conditions? Um, those are all the questions I have that I think did, you know, make a difference because are you in an area with cases spiking? Is he, so I think um, you just have to, but I do think you need to have a conversation with the people in your household, not about sucking face because no one wants to talk about that with your parents, but just like, hey, I'm seeing this guy, like, what? let's all talk about, like, you, taking- you met him where? <laughs> Bumble. Bumble. What? Bumble? What are you talking I- about? I just want to know if you think it's okay if we kiss. What? <laughs> Denise, what the hell? Get... Uh, Judy, Denise is talking about a bump. Yeah. A bump. Denise, what? I'll get daughter? I'll get the fly swatter. No, yeah. what are you talking? A bee? Mom, Dad, a it's a ah. bee? what are you? It's a dating about? app. And that, this is why I say close the doors when you go outside. It's a dating That's app right. called Bumble. I met a really nice guy, and I, we want to. So you met a freak. So you met a freak. You met somebody, license? but we're quarantining. Yeah. You yeah. know about my asthma. <laughs> But fine, uh, we're going to go just stay six feet apart, but what if we really like each other and we want to kiss? 
Save it for the wedding night. Are you out of your damn mind? Why, Mom? I'm your father. Can't we play? I'm your mom. You're going crazy. Oh, no. I'm an ant. (laughs) I'm the bumblebee. I don't know. I think there's a way to there's a way to do it and be safe, but I think you have to talk about it with your the other people in your household. Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. I agree. But congratulations on finding your one. It sounds like it's yeah. It sounds like all the right things are happening, and I I've I I would imagine you both have felt, have wondered this at one point or another. But it's got to be impossible to date right now. Like, what a hard task. What a hard. To meet somebody new, like, ugh. or maybe it's the so time when people can right really—it's like people are being forced to really get to know one another. Mm. Make eye contact, get to know your interest, communicate, communicate, just like the Skywalker family should have. That's right. Don't be a Skywalker. Communicate. Don't be a Skywalker. Well, I think we've solved so many problems right now. I can't even believe it. List them. Communication, um, dating, Disneyland. Mm. Gender roles and improv. Yes. Uh, Taryn, well, you know, do you, what's going on with you? Do you want people to know about anything or not? I want people to know that I want them to be happy. I want people to know that, um, they're good and they're and and they're here and they matter and and I'm sending them love. Okay, but as far as like a Twitter handle, I also I do Twitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Taryn has an awesome show that I was lucky enough to be a part of. Yes. And you guys have to watch it. I would say fan favorite, like like hands down fan favorite. No way, Amanda. Oh yeah. What oh is yeah. Twitch. Twitch is YouTube, but for video games. And what would she do? Yeah, she was she was a guest. She was a guest on a show that I do on Wednesday nights called Dead, where I have people play video games that are really scary while I interview them. And uh, I was a hit, I guess. And people she was a hit. Every I would say I would say the chat boards every episode since have been like, bring bring back Maria. We love Maria more, Maria. Well, it looks like I maybe need to start my own Twitch channel. Yeah. Maria's um, got B-A-E, which is big ant energy. What does that mean? Big ant energy. I don't know. I just made it up right now. Big ant energy. Bay. I'm big. She's bay. You eat Maria. big uncle energy. <laughs> Boo. Yeah. Boo. 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 Well, how can people watch your Twitch show? It's uh, So it's a channel. You go to twitch.tv backslash Tarzan no Z. And people get confused by that the most because they think it's Taranaz or Tarzanos. But when people ask how to spell my name, I say it's Tarzan, no Z. So, like, if you spelled out Tarzan, you didn't do the Z. That's how you spell. How would they my spell it without man. you saying that? Maybe a T A R E N or something, or what do you think? I get a lot of T E R R I N. Oh. I get T T E R A N. I get T A R Y N. Which tends okay. to be the female spelling of the name, yeah. Because um, it really it looks like Taran, right? Mm. And actually, <laughs> Derek Waters' favorite bit to do is when I got fired from SNL, I made like a like a Hard Knocks video that was. Do you know what Hard Knocks is? The football documentary series. Anyway, okay, I've heard Liam of it. Sh- Liev Schreiber does the narration for it, and he's like, it's game day, and everybody's prepared, you know, and it's really gravelly and masculine cool, and I knew we had a mutual friend, so I filmed all this footage of me packing up my office, and then I reached out to our mutual friend, I was like, do you think Liev would record this thing? It's just, it's literally just like 30 seconds of voiceover, do you think he'd do it? And he's like, I'll ask him right away, and literally like the next morning, it was in my box, but Liev clearly didn't know who the hell I was, because in it, he goes... Taran Killam has been a cast member on SNL for six years, and I loved it. It made me laugh so much, and I'm not going to like write and be like, can you redo my name? So I just left it in there, <laughs> and it goes, Taran Killam has been a cast member for six years, and every time I see Derek Waters, he goes, Taran Killam. Oh, that's Where great. can we watch this? I think it's online. I think it's, I think it's on YouTube. I forget. If you go like, 
I think SNL Hard Knocks or whatever you you can find it. But it was basically well, like me doing it. It won't. I mean, it's fine if you don't watch Hard Knocks. It won't have the same oomph. That's really nice, but that's also sad. What that that Taran loved SNL. Uh, that Taran got fired. He didn't get fired. Well, yeah, you just it's, said it's, it's both. It's both. I mean, both are true. On the technical level, it, it was a firing. It was their decision. But but I I got what I wanted pretty much. I put you out got there what you and I got what I deserved. I got what I asked for. Truly, I mean, um, you did six years. It, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a long time. It was a long time. Um, and I'm a West Coast dude. You know what I mean. Yeah, you got to get out of there. You can't get a West stay. Coast. Get a West Coast. Exactly. And obviously, it was the um, right decision because look, you're flourishing. Come on, I'm doing Twitch now. <laughs> well, well, I think that that's. See, you took a lemon, and gosh darn, did you make lemonade out of it? It was actually very cathartic to do because, like, um, I will agree with you, Maria. Like being in the space there for the last time I was like, oh yeah, this is sad because the lead up to like being released was them asking for more time to make decisions and me going, me saying no. And then them saying, but we're doing it to everybody. And me going like, I've got one more year on my contract. If you want me great, if not, you know, I'm okay to go. And they're like, no, 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 no. And so they asked and we gave them the extension and then they said, yeah, we're going to release you. Oh God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I, 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 I I got, I got what I, requested truly yeah so. but that's also a nice way like making that video is like a good humored way of it was so cathartic yeah. it was very yeah. yeah it was really cathartic and and fun and like and it's also like the piece itself is great because if you watch the video of it uh, like just watching it i got sort of like warm fuzzies seeing all the different spots at 8h all that all some of my favorite spots um and then also like it's it's just perfect that like the voiceover of my own piece doesn't know how to say my name. <laughs> so it's just like, this, it's a perfect, perfect, uh, perfect metaphor. Well, it reminds me of um, a quote um, that the, it's a very famous quote. Maybe you guys know it. It's called, you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you might find. Amanda, do you know what the rest is? You get what you need. Well. Yeah. Well, everyone, that's our show. <laughs> Thank you, Taryn. Thank Great. you. For Thank being you for having on. me, friends. Thank you, Taryn. Love being and on the show. Thank you both. You guys, just keep on living your lives because that's all we can do. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Big One. Powered by ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.